The Insurance Brokers Podcast is brought to you by Sarah Myerscoff of Boston Tullis. Welcome to the Insurance Brokers Podcast with your host, Sarah Myerscoff. This business podcast is for ambitious brokers determined to grow their business. Our guests are highly experienced industry experts and innovators. This is the place to leverage their success, learn how to break through barriers to growth, and discover a community of support and ideas whilst growing your business. Good morning, James. Thank you so much for joining me this morning on the Insurance Brokers Podcast. It's fabulous to have you here. Great to be here. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, so we're going to talk all about uh, CX uh, or customer journey for those that aren't used to the acronyms, although I imagine everybody in the world is now. Um, and I think probably a good place to start is who is James Brown? What is your background and how do we come to have this conversation? Uh, great. Well, that's a good place to start. So I'm the um, CEO of Smart Communications. Uh, I've been in this role for about three and a half years. Uh, and I've spent many, many years at running um, SaaS companies across regulated industries. My early career was in pharmaceuticals, but now really very focused on uh, regulated conversations in regulated industries. So insurance, healthcare, and financial services are the main areas that we focus on. Uh, and smart communications really does deal with complex but highly personalized conversations at enormous scale. So typically we work with those regulated businesses that I talked about and across that set of industries we manage billions of interactions and billions of conversations every year. And that is uh, just for my own benefit conversations between your client, the company, say the insurer or the broker or the the healthcare uh, uh, business and their end user across their own sort of customer process. That's exactly right. Uh, We typically deal with processes that um, begin with onboarding of a customer and manage the entire servicing journey right through to claims and very often our uh, interactions that we'll be involved in, maybe policy renewals, uh, that whole range of servicing conversations. Uh, And we manage those conversations across every channel. So traditionally, um, the insurance industry in particular has been uh, very paper-orientated and forms-orientated Uh, And what we really specialise in is taking our customers, those insurance companies and brokers, on a journey to digitise those conversations and to uh, manage them across every channel. So one of the, you have to bear with me here because um, uh, while I use quite a lot of of technology, uh, I'm not by any means technology uh, able, shall we say. Um, so I'm thinking, so if I'm an insurance broker, I might use something like Actuarus, which is my um, sort of client portal where I record everything that, uh, every interaction I have with the client, email, I might put a note of um, telephone calls in, I'll have their policy documents at a high level, um, and also Actuarus and, and, and other such systems go through, and you can actually buy uh, sort of e-trade policies on there, right? So are you talking about something that supports Actuaris or is an alternative to? So Smart Communications and our platform really supports those core uh, insurance platforms. So we work with a number of different providers. Uh, And essentially what we do is provide all of the outbound and responsive communications and conversations that happen from that platform. So uh, we typically, across a whole range of different areas, will interact with uh, a CRM, 
for example, or a core platform like Guidewire. Uh, and we provide the, the conversational communications that can happen as a result of those interactions. What we're also very good at, and we're very focused on, I think we're seeing big changes in the market, is uh, how we engage the end customer in um, data capture. So how we have a, an interview style data capture to enrich customer data, to find out about a, a claim, for example, and then create the right documents uh, off the back of that interaction. So does, your, does, does that feed into sort of external, sort, and I'm, I'm thinking really of blockchain type technology where it feeds into, we're talking about um, claims, where it might feed into, I don't know, the DVLA or, or uh, external sources that would provide data that is readily available. Is that the sort of thing we're talking about? Absolutely, yeah. So um, if we think about... Um, a, a, our philosophy, and I think a core founding philosophy about, a philosophy about a good customer experience, is that if you're collecting data from a customer, you should never ask them a question that you should know the answer to. So uh, we can make sure that our interfaces connect up to whole, a whole range of different systems of record and external data sources, anything from you know, addresses to DVLA to uh, you, know, you name it, we can integrate with those systems. So essentially what happens uh, in an interaction with an end consumer is we already know, and the customers that we work for already know a lot about that consumer, and, and what we're looking for are the gaps and trying to fill in the gaps. And the gaps might be, you know, tell us about the accident, who was involved, which car of yours was the one that was involved, upload some photographs of the accident, where did it happen? Um, so we start from the basis of having a lot of knowledge about a consumer we then enrich the data by filling in the gaps and we do it in a really interactive way. So um, traditionally what would have happened in these sorts of processes is we'd have had a static form and we'd have worked our way through and filled it in. Uh, what we can now do is partially complete that form on behalf of the consumer because we know lots about them anyway uh, and then um, use a, an interactive conversational interview to enrich the rest of the data and then provide a, a response. So do, do you literally mean an interview like this, like um, a face-to-face -face conversation that your technology pulls the information that's the gaps? Is, is that what you mean? Well, that's where we're moving to. So wow. today, actually, what we mean is you have a, a form, typically, or it could be a voice assistant that presents the questions that are the gaps. Um, I think where we're moving to, though, is, and there are plenty of companies out there who have avatar technology, we're investigating these and working hard on them at the moment. Well, you could actually have a conversation with something that looks pretty human, and actually they're very lifelike now, to be able to enrich that data. So we're probably a, a couple of years away from that, to have it in a, a fully-fledged um, capability. But it's certainly a really interesting way that technology is moving in. And, and all of this is about making those interactions as human and... Uh, immediate as possible. I think one of the other key themes is that um, a lot of these interactions are driven by the consumer. So the consumer has to have the ability to initiate those conversations uh, and not simply rely on the insurance company or broker um, taking an opportunity to reach out to them. So I, I guess one of the founding principles that we're working on is these conversations, as we term them, are two-way. Um, they can be initiated by either party and increasingly they're being initiated by the consumer. Uh, they're taking place on any channel. They're probably taking place on the channel the consumer prefers. It might well be a mobile device. 
and I can channel shift as well. So you might jump from one channel to another. So I may get part way through filling in a claim, for example, on my mobile phone, take a break and then have to jump on the train and fill the rest of it in from my laptop. So uh, that channel shift, I think, is an important characteristic of this as well, and being able to pick up where you left off. What I think, um, I think you will know this much, much better than I am. We're a lot further ahead than the example I'm about to give, and this is a good thing, uh, because we've all been caught in that, if you want to answer yes to this, press one. If you want, and then you get caught in this endless loop for an hour before you actually ever speak to anybody that's sensible. How, how do you, how you manage, how have you managed that? That's a really good question. I mean, that is the, uh, the complete frustration. And we know that, you know, the vast majority of consumers out there have changed provider as a result of a bad customer experience. And it's, it's exactly those customer experiences that prompt you to leave, leave a provider. Um, so a number of ways. I mean, a great customer experience and great customer engagement takes a lot of thought to, to work and map the process. Um, we've built tools that allow you to design the end-to-end -end process uh, and, and move from a, you know, perhaps a, a forms-based interview into a, a human conversation uh, with a customer support um, exec or, or somebody similar, uh, and then perhaps jump back into creation of, of policy documentation or um, first notice of loss documentation. So you, we can actually draw out that entire end-to-end -end customer journey and, and make sure that we think about how you avoid those uh, interminable loops that can cause real customer frustration and, and ultimately customer churn. So, so I think having um, deep expertise in the space, um, which is something our customers do and, and we do as well, to be able to design customer journeys that are appropriate and don't result in these, these very frustrating loops is important. Um, and so, being able to jump out and, and talk to somebody. Yeah, I think that's incredibly important. I'm just thinking through, um, obviously we work with an awful lot of insurance brokers and insurers. Uh, so I'm trying to think through their pain points and then ask the question as to how, how it would fit. So one of the, a lot of our clients uh, actually are commercial insurance brokers, right? So they'll do a lot of um, business insurance for predominantly, actually, the SME environment. But some of those risks are um, quite complicated and require uh, relationship be building, a lot of human in interaction, some surveys, that, that kind of... Um, information gathering and I can imagine that there will be people listening that would say that can only be done by me on site with my client and if I was to replace me with some um, uh, non-human interaction then I'm damaging the relationship. Obviously the flip side is, is the customer journey so let's come on to that but I just you know what you what's your thoughts about that? I agree entirely. So, so I think that a great customer experience is about having the right channel at the right time for that individual and, and for the broker. So um, there's absolutely no question that human to human interaction, whether we can actually do it face to face in person or whether we still have to uh, live through uh, Zoom as we have been doing for the past couple of years, that, that there's, there's an absolutely critical place for that. I think great customer experience is knowing when to invoke that and, and deliver 
the experience with a human-to-human interaction, when that's the very best thing that can be done, compared to whether it's more efficient and better for both sides to have an interaction which doesn't involve a, a human. So I, I think what, what our focus is very much on optimising the channel. I use that term loosely because it could be anything from human-to-human human interaction right the way through to an SMS. Um, optimising the channel for the appropriate point in the customer journey. And there are clearly going to be points where the only way to achieve the end result is to have human-to-human interaction. And actually, just to undo what I've just said, the sort of gathering of data about the risk prior to um, prior to winning the client, I suppose, uh, that that's very human, very involved, very necessary. But what we're talking about here is... Uh, driving efficiencies from yes I want this policy through to there's a claim and how we're going to manage it and one of the things that we are all seeing uh, across society personal and business is this uh, it's got to be frictionless it's got to be on my terms and uh, in my time scales uh, and yesterday please that so so this type of efficiency that you can build uh, is absolutely talking to that and not to the taking away from the relationship. I think, that, I think that's right. I mean, just in a, a couple of points on this. In terms of the data gathering, uh, again, coming back to this idea that you should never ask a question of somebody that you should already know the answer to, um, having systems that allow you to connect up to all of these data sources to pull as much of that uh, information as possible prior to that um, the gap filling that you may do in person, I think, is really important. I think it also adds credibility to the conversation if you can arrive at that conversation already knowing a lot about the, the, the customer that you're talking to. So I think, think that theme is very important. And, and to your point about, um, I want it yesterday, please, we have all become so used to the Amazon experience that it doesn't matter where in our lives we go, we're looking for that type of experience with every interaction with every company we work with. So we want it on our terms at the time of our choosing, whether that's three in the morning or, or not. Um, and we want it to be as easy and frictionless as using Amazon. So I think that what's really interesting, what's been interesting about the COVID period is that the, the battleground for um, customer experience has, has changed and the bar has risen because we've all become so used to the incredible experience and service we get through platforms like Amazon. Yeah, I 100% agree. I've got, um, this is a business efficiency question. So one of the things that that I've seen time and time again uh, within a broking environment is um, the policy documents are sent through from an insurer and then, and, and if it's a commercial policy, it can be, it can be thick. What, what then happens is, um, Actuaries doesn't always push it out in the way that the broker decides they want it. So there's then a whole process, which is at least a day's worth of work, to reformat said policy document and then check it. Um, and it, that's literally shifting it left, changing the font, changing the bullet points. But that's a day's worth of work sometimes with these really thick documents. And is, is, a, is a massive inefficiency in terms of administration of, uh, you know, of a client's uh, a work. Can you help with that kind of thing? Is that part of what you can help with? I mean, it's that, that's absolutely core to what we do. So um, we create um, templates that allow 
these documents to be formatted in, in the way that they need to be, and all of that happens automatically. So uh, that, that, is, that is fundamental to what we do, and we do that at incredibly high volume for some of the biggest insurers in the world. Um, so, so that templating, making sure that uh, fonts, brand guidelines, all of those things are completely uh, properly applied is really important. I think what we also do is make sure that that's, that documentation um, can be um, packaged up in a way that makes it more easily consumable. So it may well be that part of the template that you create has got a policy summary uh, that is much more easily digestible that then allows you to click through and into the, the full terms of the policy as well. So I think, again, it's about um, enabling these documents to be easily consumed and, and accessible in a way that is consistent, applies the right brand guidelines and, and, and is formatted correctly. Um, I think that's excellent. So I've read a book recently uh, and it was a, um, I talk about it quite a lot in the podcast actually because it, it was quite an interesting book and I learned quite a bit from it. Um, it was uh, Brian Falchuk's uh, book and he uh, was looking at seven different startup MGAs and carriers in the US and how they've gone about sort of their uh, customer journey um, and their business started from a pain point of a customer and it's built out from there some of the people who were involved in some of the different businesses didn't even have an insurance background they came from the the um the industry that they were targeting and then brought the insurance uh risk uh compliance expertise in to build the proposition and have been really successful so just to your point about amazon um the way the world is going, and, and you must see it much more than I do, but I'm seeing it in everything is, this idea of customer centricity is, is, is increased tenfold. Literally, what is the problem and how do I build it out to, to support that problem? And that's no longer a, a USP, that's a, an expectation, uh, particularly of the younger generations coming up. So I think what you guys are doing is, is really interesting. What's, what's next for you and what do you see happening uh, in sort of insurance financial services sectors around this space? Well, I think, I think that observation about um, point solutions being developed that, you know, really fit and solve a business problem in a very efficient way is, is interesting. I think it, it talks to um, a number of dynamics we're seeing across the market. I, I mean, the rapid adoption of cloud solutions um, across every business is one of the drivers here but it, it enables um, solutions like the ones you've outlined to be created scaled incredibly quickly and to connect up to other systems of record that they may need to talk to in order to be as efficient as they need to be so uh, one of the dynamics that we're, we're seeing we're absolutely uh, the experts at within our space is cloud adoption and, and how you really scale rapidly across the enterprise uh, with cloud-based solutions. Uh, I think the other is this idea that the ecosystem can be incredibly rich and complex with lots of point solutions that all connect up to provide a much better customer experience. And I think overall what we're seeing is that the, the new battleground for every business that we work with is great customer engagement and great customer experience. Uh, and every single communication that an insurance broker or carrier has with their customer is part of that 
conversation, that, that experience. So whether it's a, a policy, a, a, a claim process, uh, onboarding, anything at all, uh, right the way down to the smallest SMS message or push notification, that is all part of that overall global customer experience. So um, I, I think we're already well into that journey of realising that you, you really are differentiated now, not necessarily on product features, but on customer experience, and, and that's the direction we're moving in. So in terms of what comes next, um, w there's, a, there's a huge role for AI to play in terms of thinking about what is the next best um, experience for that consumer. Um, what other products would they be interested in, in acquiring? Um, so that's going to be very important. There are new channels emerging all the time. Consumer behavior is changing and being on the channel the, cons the consumer wants to um, communicate through is really important. So we need to be ahead of consumer thinking or at least really in touch with it to understand where we need to be in order to be present when the consumer needs needs our help. So uh, I think the overarching shift towards great customer engagement as part of great customer experience is, is really important. AI has got a huge role to play uh, and, and the channel that you're communicating through is vital as well. Absolutely, and I think um, the, the way AI is going is quite scary. And I think, uh, I, 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 just to end on a, a, an anecdote, um, Mo Gaudat, who was uh, uh, Google X's chief business officer, it was either in his book or a podcast that I listened to, I forget which, and what he said is, the way AI is uh, developing is terrifying. And at the moment, AI, AI is like the two-year-old, and it's learning, and it's everywhere that you wouldn't expect. But it's learning, not just our actions and processes, but our drivers and our emotions, right? And by 2050, AI will be in his early 20s type of, of and, and they will, at, at that stage, AI will be um, so intelligent that the comparison would be a human to a fly, AI to a human. And the question then becomes, why would you keep the fly? Uh, so quite, I mean, quite a scary analogy, quite an interesting insight. And what he was talking about was, Basically, we should be kinder, more approachable, less judgmental, because that's what we will teach our um, our AI. Uh, just an interesting concept, because the way it's going and the different places that AI is sitting, we've got no idea as just general day-to-day -day consumers, and I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, I mean, the power is is phenomenal. But I think that, that sort of empathy and compassion uh, is relevant now. I mean, as we emerge from COVID uh, and work through, you know, a lot of people who've been badly affected by it over the last 18 months. Um, you know, having empathetic um, conversations with um, our customers and, 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 and from our point of view, their, their customers, the consumers, is going to be really important um, just generally. Uh, and I think what we're seeing across the market is um, companies trying to be, you know, forward-leaning, engaging, empathetic with their, with their consumers. Uh, and maybe one of the byproducts of that, as you say, Sarah, is that AI learns to be kinder and more empathetic as well. We certainly would need it to be if that's the direction it's heading in. <laughs> I think there, therein lies a really good goal for tech companies and the like. Uh, James, I really appreciate your time this morning. I really appreciate your insight and I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Likewise, it's been great to be here. Thanks, Sarah.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have enjoyed what you have heard, have any questions or feedback, please leave us a review and we will be sure to get back to you. If you would like further information on how Boston Tullus Group can support your business, or if you would like to join us on an episode, please do not hesitate to contact us.